When I played with my friends in the yard on Shabbos, I remember my father calling me to come up and study with him the Gemara, the Talmud. It was very important for him to give us a sound Jewish scholarly basis, foundation. Hey, I'm Mishi Harman, and this is Israel Story. Israel Story is brought to you by the Jerusalem Foundation and the Times of Israel. So Israel is turning 75, and we feel this is a moment for us to step back and take stock, to ask where we came from, where we are, and where, for God's sake, we're going. And in order to answer those questions, we decided to go back to the basics. Our series, Signed, Sealed, Delivered, looks at our founding moral compass, Megillat Ha'atzmaut, or the Declaration of Independence. 37 people signed Megillat Ha'atzmaut, and over the course of the past several months, our team has diligently tracked down the closest living relative of each one of these signatories and interviewed them. We talked about their ancestors and families, about the promise of the Declaration, the places in which we delivered on that promise, the places in which we exceeded our wildest dreams, and also about the places where we fell short. And it is through these descendants of the men and women who, with a strike of a pen, gave birth to this country of ours, that we wish to learn something about ourselves. that's Immanuel Varhaftig, laning, or chanting, the Declaration of Independence using the melody of Torah readings. His father, Zorach, or as most people, including the official Knesset website, called him Zerach, was an important leader of the Mafdal, the National Religious Party, and the last of the signatories to arrive in the land of Israel. Immanuel will present one of the many political perspectives we'll be featuring throughout the series. We'll be right back. אהלן, אהלן, חברות וחברים. אני מישי הרמן, אני המנכ״ל של סיפור ישראלי. ואני הדס קדרון, המפיקה הראשית של סיפור ירושלמי. ואנחנו רוצים להזמין אתכן ואתכם לערב הסיפורים הבא שלנו. ביום רביעי הקרוב, ה-20 לשלישי, בשעה שמונה בערב, בקולנוע לב סמדר במושבה הגרמנית. הדס, את רוצה לספר לנו קצת מה בתוכנית? בטח. יאללה. אז ככה. הנושא של הערב הוא סיפורים מהסרטים. כל מיני חוויות מהקולנוע, סיפורים על סרטים ששינו את חיינו, שגרמו לנו לקום ולעשות מעשה בעולם, ויש לנו ליינאפ, מישהי, מה אני אגיד לך, מהסרטים. לגמרי. יוסף סידר, מיכל פרינץ, יאיר אגמון, דניאלה סטרן רייפן, מאיר מיכה 
ויוסי, מלך נהגי המוניות, משה. וכמובן, שלא אחר מאשר שאנן סטריט, סולנה דג נחש, יופיע וישיר. אז יאללה, רוצו לקנות כרטיסים, לינקים בפייסבוק ובאינסטגרם של סיפור ירושלמי, וגם פה. לינק בתיאור של פרק הפודקאסט הזה. מעולה. אז מחכים לראות אתכם ואתכן בקהל ביום רביעי הבא, ובינתיים, שלום שלום, ויאללה ביי. יאללה ביי. I know you care about the war in Israel right now, and you've been reading the headlines. massacre in Gaza, genocide perpetrated by Hamas, no, by Israel. But if you've been following long enough, you know one thing. This stuff seems complicated. And honestly, no one can really just pick a side or decide an opinion without really learning, without really knowing what you're talking about. And that's why I wanted to tell you about this podcast. Check out Unpacking Israeli History, now in its sixth season. They have episodes with topics ranging from what is Hamas anyway, to whether Israel should ransom captured soldiers, and the history of Israel and its disengagement from Gaza in 2005. Unpacking Israeli history cuts through the noise and helps you understand Israel's present through understanding Israel's history. So, educate yourself. Learn the history behind the headlines. Find Unpacking Israeli History wherever you listen to your podcasts. With what seems like an endless amount of information at our fingertips, we tend to forget that wondering about things is really part of the journey to finding answers we're looking for. So when it comes to the hot topics of Israel, Judaism, and Zionism, There's so much to wonder about right now that it's hard to know where to turn. Enter the latest weekly podcast from Unpacked, Wondering Jews with Michal and Noam. Join hosts and educator extraordinaires Michal Biton and Noam Weissman as they tackle these topics and the uncomfortable questions that surround them with the goal of working towards the answers together with their listeners. No matter where you're from, if you've ever wondered about anything, This is the podcast for you. So check it out. Subscribe to Wandering Jews with Michal and Noam on your favorite podcast app today. Wandering Jews is brought to you by Unpacked, a division of Open Door Media. Okay, we're back. Here's our producer Adina Karpuch with Emanuel Varhaftig, Zorach Varhaftig's eldest son. Zorach Varhaftig was a practicing lawyer when, in September 1939, he was forced to flee war-torn Warsaw along with his pregnant wife, Nomi. They walked across the last bridge still standing over the Vistula River and made it into the then still-neutral territory of Vilnius. From there, and later from Kaunas, he led a heroic effort to save Jews from the two converging military forces, the Soviet Union's Red Army and the Third Reich's Wehrmacht. 
pounding on the doors of the world's flagship yeshivas, Mir, Ponovich, Volozhin, Kaminitz, and Bells, the Zionist leader beseeched the rabbis to empty the study halls and order the students to flee Europe by any means possible. Many of the rabbis, who had already been forced to relocate their academies of Torah study during World War I, were reluctant to give that directive, and many of the diplomats, with whom Varhaftik also met, were unwilling to provide the necessary travel documents. But Zorach didn't give up. He devised a complicated three-part plan, according to which he'd apply for permission for thousands of Jews to enter the Dutch colonies in the Caribbean. And with those permission slips, he'd approach the Japanese vice consul, who'd provide 10-day visas to Japan. Those, in turn, would help him secure the Enkevedez permission to travel across Russia by train, via Siberia, to Japan, and from there, to Curaçao. Incredibly, the scheme worked, and the effort, during a feverish few weeks in the summer of 1940, saved the lives of up to 6,000 people. Varhaftig arrived in Palestine in 1947 and served in Knesset for 27 years, including 12 years as Minister of Religious Affairs. He held a PhD in Mishpat Ivri, or Jewish Jurisprudence, and was instrumental in the founding of the rabbinical court system. On matters of settlements and territorial expansion, he was a dove. On matters of religion, more of a hawk. His most lasting contribution, however, was probably his role in authoring the Law of Return, a piece of legislation that goes to the heart of Israeli society, touching upon who is welcome to immigrate to this country and who, for the purposes of the state, is considered a Jew. He died in Jerusalem in 2002, at the age of 96. Here he is in a recording from 1961, discussing his faith and the future of Israel. After all, our deep faith in God Almighty and His awesome might and promised help is what kept us going during our most critical hours. If we will be able to maintain the same kind of faith in the coming generations as well, we will be privileged to witness a full redemption and the full ingathering of the exiles. My name is Emmanuel Warhaftig. I'm the oldest son of Dr. Zorach Warhaftig. I would like to emphasize that my father's name is not Zerach, but Zorach. In English, Z-O, and not Z-E. There is also a name Zerach, but Zorach is another name. Ben-Gurion liked the name Zerach, but the real name is Zorach. I was born in 1940 in Kaunas, then the capital of Lithuania. After my father and mother escaped Warsaw, so my mother was pregnant with me when they ran away. My father and my brother and sister came at late August, 1947, in a boat named, I think, Marine Corps. After five weeks, my mother came with me. I 
I remember more the 29th of November 1947. Afghanistan? No. Argentina? Abstention? Australia? When the yes. United Nations voted Bolivia. for founding yes. in the land of Palestine two Brazil. independent states, the Jewish state yes. and then an Arab state. Belarusia? Resolution of the Dutch Committee for Palestine was adopted by 33 votes, 13 against... We were in Israel only three weeks. And this was the scene next day in Jerusalem. The Jewish people at once began to celebrate the United Nations decision. If they hadn't got all they wanted, they had at least gained the verdict for the setting up of a new Jewish state. And their rejoicing was obviously a spontaneous affair. My father was very enthusiastic and excited about the Megillat Atzmaut. He took care that several principles will be embodied in the declaration and will therefore be foundation for the Jewish being and the Jewish law. First of all, it was Aliyah, and then it was education, and then it was Jewish principles like keeping the Shabbat. Also, my father was instrumental in uh, choosing the symbols of Israel, like uh, the menorah and uh, like the number of Knesset people. My father saw the Declaration of Independence as the closing of a circle which started with saving the Jews in 1940. There, my father saved the Jews from the physical point of view in, in 1948. My father gave them the spiritual future, the way how to live and be part of the Jewish people, the Jewish nation. To sign it was a very exciting, thrilling thing because my father for many nights was dreaming how he will write his signature on the Declaration of Independence. I can translate to you what my father told about that moment. I signed with a firm hand, a beating heart, beating from joy. I think that we can uh, look at the Declaration of Independence as a very important text fulfilled in a big part. It's also for me a source of pride. All the demographs said that Israel cannot contain so many people. There will be three, four million, and then the economy will not be strong enough to support so many people. And the, the Arabs are going to outnumber us. But we said that there will be Aliyah, and there was Aliyah. And also the Torah world, which is very strong. People thought that here in Israel there won't be much yeshivot and Torah, but there is. We started with 650,000 Jews in 1948, and now we are more than 8 million Jews. I think that that is the most important source of joy for my father. And of course, the strength of the religious community, the Limut Torah, the Yeshivot, the Ulpanod, and all this also is a source of pride. My father was in charge of the Jewish activities as deputy minister of religion, 
eight years and minister of religion 12 years. And also my father was supervising the holy places like Kotel Maravi, Kever Achel, Marat HaMachpelah. Let's uh, speak about the settlements in Judea and Samaria. My father had a realistic point of view that there will come a time that we will have to give back Judea and Samaria. So we should not make a settlement. But when the settlements were founded, my father helped them. Gosh Etzion and Ma'ale Adumim, Ofran, the Kedumim. I myself, with my wife and children, We were one of the first of the early settlers. We lived in Kefar Adumim for 46 years. Only a year ago we came to Petah Tikva. My father never told us, don't go there, and came to visit us with my mother. Parliamentary elections confirmed on Thursday former Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu's triumphant return to power. Former member of the outlawed Kach group, which is on both the U.S. and Israeli terror watch lists. Now that there is a right-wing government, I'm very happy. There are several bad things, but we are going to correct them. For instance, the judicial uh, issue. I suppose fully the suggestions of uh, Mr. Yariv Levin, who is now Minister of Law. All day, protesters gathered in Jerusalem. And- Bill giving Netanyahu almost complete control over Israel's judiciary. Israel is at a crossroads. And Dems. Supreme Court. So, so. Unprecedented protests across Israel's major cities. The claim from the coalition government, restoring the public's faith, in Israel's justice system. We go to the polls, we vote, we elect, and people who we didn't elect take decisions for us. Many look to our judicial system and find that their voice isn't being heard. That is not democracy. Aaron Barak and the activist judges took for themselves freedoms which they should not have taken. It doesn't smell to them good. They cancel the law. I don't think that this is a permissible legal principle. My father would be happy in general. But I'm not sure he would be happy about every aspect. I do not think that my father would agree to disturb a homo parade. They think other than him, but you should not throw stones and you should not kill. Someone killed a young girl. Shock here in Jerusalem and beyond at the death of Shira Banki, 16 years old, stabbed while she was attending a gay pride rally Thursday. But in general, my father would have supported this government. It supports Torah institutions, yeshivot, ulpanot, and so on. My father once said the state of Israel achieved less than I hoped, but more than I expected. מושתתת על יסודות החירות, הצדק והשלום לאור חזון העם של נביא ישראל
Mitch Ginsberg and Lev Cohen are the senior producers of Signed, Sealed, Delivered. Our staff also includes Yochai Meital, Zev Levi, Adina Karpuch, Jamal Rishek, Hadas Kidron, Shoshana Sara, Shira Shans Khalil, Ross Bordeaux, Yael Ben Chorin, and Rotem Tzin. Sela Weisblum is our sound engineer. Zev Levi scored and sound designed the episode, with music from Blue Dot Sessions. Our music consultants are Tomer Kariv and DJ Yoni Turner. And our dubber is Yoav Yefet. You can catch up on all our regular Israel Story episodes, as well as the other signed, sealed, delivered minisodes on our site, israelstory.org, or by searching for Israel Story wherever you get your podcasts. You can and should also check out our home at timesofisrael.com slash podcasts. And, of course, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all under Israel Story. If you're interested in sponsoring episodes of Israel Story, email us at sponsor at israelstory.org. This series is dedicated to the memory of my beloved father, David Harmon, who was a true believer in the values of the Declaration of Independence in Zionism, in democracy, and most of all, in equality. I'm Mishi Harman, and we'll be back next time with another installment of Signed, Sealed, Delivered, and a completely different perspective on Israel's Declaration of Independence. Till then, Shalom Shalom, and Yalla Bye. Thank you.